when I was spending so much time here, I would occasionally hear stories from the staff um, about things happening or things that they would hear, uh, like footsteps or things that they would see. At some point, I said, you know, I'm hearing all these stories about all these past, like, kind of paranormal sounding events. Have you ever had anybody come here and check it out? And they said, well, no, we wouldn't really know where to start with that. And so I just did a quick search on the internet and found these paranormal investigators in Macon. And I just emailed them and I said, hey, we got a 200-year-old house and we think it's haunted. Would y'all like to come check it out? Welcome to this year's Drop the Disc Halloween special featuring Noah Utley and Gould Hagler for a special on-site recording that we did at Where's Folly, also known as the Gertrude Herbert Institute of Art. Yeah, I mean, if these walls could talk, I'm sure they'd have an incredible, incredibly, uh, you know, incredible story to tell. Built in 1818, this building is said to be one of Augusta's most haunted locations. We had a member of staff uh, who actually left the organization years ago because they heard noises when they were down with them by themselves in the basement and felt like someone was touching their face, like reaching out. <laughs> like imagine if I was just going to reach out across the table and just put, you know, you know, with the blade of my hand, touch your face. And after that, she was like, that's it. I'm out. I can't work here anymore. I'm sorry. It's this isn't going to work. And she, just like the, the guy who did the pest control, who saw the gentleman in the pinstripe suit, neither one of them have ever been back. Thank you for tuning in for this episode. Recording this episode got a little crazy. We will actually be posting a less edited, more unfiltered version of this on YouTube, only if you'd like to check that out. Uh, find our YouTube page, Drop the Disc Pod. Some of us still don't believe some of the things that happened during this episode's recording stick around and you will know exactly what i'm talking about and why the full unedited version is definitely worth the watch Uh, but this episode like every episode is presented by nancy powell of powell and associates real estate is a very spooky market and especially if you don't know what you're doing if you're a beginner maybe you're thinking about making some choices or or changes that you haven't really considered whether you're downsizing upsizing uh, trying to build equity in your house maybe trying to do some investments uh, wherever it is don't get caught without a spirit guide give nancy powell a call at 706-717-12 Eight one. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. We are Drop the Disc Podcast. This is a Halloween edition. Halloween special. It's not a spooky. Last year, we yeah. sat down with Michael Wolf and we said that we we're cool. We did some Augusta stories about haunted um, occurrences, uh, really focusing on AU. He also uh, tied Edgar Allan Poe to Augusta. That's right, which, which was very impressive. Very cool. So if you want to binge, do that one next. Yeah. But we had said at that time, what would be even cooler is if we could actually go to a haunted location. Yep. Talk about it. Yep. And hopefully not get haunted while we're here. I don't think we will. <laughs> I don't think. Keep saying it. Not right. Away. Right. So we're here with two really cool guests today who are going to help us do just that. I come in here? Do it. No, come right. I'm, I am You're Gould welcome. Hagler, and I'm happy to be here. Tell us a little bit about uh, where we are real quick. We're in the dining room of Where's Folly, which is the home of the Gertrude Herbert Institute of Art. And we're also joined by... Noah. Noah Utney. 
And what is you guys' relationship to the Gertrude Herbert uh, Institute of Art? Uh, I am the current uh, chair of the board of trustees uh, for this year at the Gertrude Herbert Institute of Art. And Gould, a uh, good friend and uh, mentor of mine in a lot of ways, is uh, our uh, previous year's chair. Okay. So. Is there like an acronym, by the way, or do you say the whole thing every time? Uh, well, the website Gertie. is... Yeah, we, <laughs> we call it Gertie. We call it Gertie. Yeah, I'm like to say Gertie. I'm on board. Texting on the way here. We're like, what time are you going to be at Gertie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the Gertrude Herbert Institute of Art. Um, and the website for anybody is ghia.org. We are a nonprofit organization, but most people call it Gertrude Herbert or uh, anybody who's been here a number of times just calls Gertie. And, and so what do you guys, as, as the, the chair, what do you guys do? Uh, as the current chair, um, you know, we are a nonprofit organization and our purpose is to, you know, help spread arts around the area and our education, mostly uh, visual art education. Um, I am <laughs> the least artistic person on the planet, <laughs> but, uh, I, I do get to find, uh, joy and value in uh, donating my time to help, uh, you know, our board of directors, uh, Heather, um, keep things running here. She does an incredible job and, and we have meetings in which we have to discuss, uh, fundraiser events and we also have to discuss, uh, getting grants for uh, outreach programs, which we do to serve underprivileged youth here in Augusta for our art outreach. Very cool. Yeah, I'm curious. How old is Gertie? Gertie, the um, nonprofit or Gertie, the building? The building. Let's start with the building. So the building, it was constructed in 1818. So just over 200 years old by Nicholas Ware for a sum of about $40,000. And the reason they call it Ware's Folly is because people thought that that was a stupid amount of money <laughs> to spend on a house. And so it was his folly that uh, he constructed this house for such a humongous sum. <laughs> so we're here, obviously, on Halloween. Um, in fact, this is a really lucky occurrence where we release our episodes on Sundays, and Sunday is Halloween, so we're really on point this year. Tell us a little bit about why we're at this location. Okay, so... Um, I was really involved here with my time as board president in the renovation of um, some space here at the Gertrude Herbert Institute of Art that was long overdue. And when I was spending so much time here, I would occasionally hear stories from the staff um, about things happening or things that they would hear, uh, like footsteps or things that they would see. Uh, and we'll get into a little bit of that later. But at some point, I said, you know, I'm hearing all these stories about all these past, like, kind of paranormal-sounding events. Have you ever had anybody come here and check it out? And they said, well, no, we wouldn't really know where to start with that. And at the time, I was kind of into watching some of those ghost adventures and things like that. And, uh, and so I just did a quick search on the Internet and found these paranormal investigators in Macon, and I just emailed them and I said, hey, we got a 200-year-old house and we think it's haunted. Would y'all like to come check it out? And they didn't respond back right away. But when, when they did, they were interested in coming over. And they came a couple of times to like scope it out before they finally decided to set up all their equipment to see what kind of paranormal activity they could, uh, they could capture. Um, and it was pretty much for us like just kind of a, something we thought that would be interesting to the community but also something to kind of validate what our staff was experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what were the results? What happened? Well, um, 
I'm trying to think of where to begin, but I guess begin <laughs> at the beginning, right? So, so they they were coming in, and of course everybody was all excited. Yeah. Um, and several people, including myself, wanted to get in on the action and be here overnight while the um, Middle Georgia Paranormal Society was doing their thing. And um, I ended up having a dream like the day or two before the night of, of the event when everything was going to go down. And, and what were they doing? They were staying here all night? They were staying here, not all night, but like for a few hours in okay. the middle of the night okay. with all of their equipment to capture all the sounds and EVPs and things like that. And I, I can't remember what EVP stands for. It's like <laughs> extra normal something, something that's, it's like frequencies we can't quite hear, but they right. can be picked up on this audio equipment. I'll turn my uh, mics up before we leave. Yeah, you never know. You never know what we might capture. Um, but I, I'm, I'm so excited about going to this to this um, uh, Middle Georgia Paranormal Society ghost capture here, the Gertrude Herbert. And in my dream, uh, I was told not to come. And I can't remember. I it was like I was I was having a conversation with somebody in my dream, and they said they said, "Hey." Don't go to that thing because uh, you might bring some of that stuff back with you. (laughs) And I'm telling you, so that's heavy. Earlier when we were talking about, you know, would it have been cool to be here and and everything like that? Like, yeah, I thought it was going to be awesome. (laughs) But then I woke up and I made the decision right then and there when I woke up. I was like, you know what? I'm going to call up the guys down at Gertrude Herbert and tell them I'm out. (laughs) <laughs> there's no way that I am doing this anymore and somebody can go in my place. So it's incredibly chivalrous of you are incredible hardworking <laughs> no and dedicated right. staff yeah. has to be subjected to the paranormal. Could that have been your wife? She could have been that whispering in my ear. You oh, in your sleep. But I'm telling you, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was creepy. Um, I would have so, done the same thing, by the way. I, I just want to put that on the record. Oh yeah, if, who if wouldn't? If I had had a dream about that the night before, you would not catch me here. No, maybe kidding. ever again. By the way, especially <laughs> when you're told like, "Oh, you could bring this stuff back to your own house." Like, nope. I don't think so. I'm my done. house is already haunted. I, I don't need anything else in my house. I, I, I have a healthy level of skepticism. I, I absolutely 100% believe that everyone who's been here, especially by themselves late at night, has had some type of experience that you just can't seem to explain. I personally have not been party to any of the, you know, the, uh, the spookiness or the sightings or the, you know, hearing things at night. But I absolutely am not going to just, you know, say someone's crazy for experiencing what they experience. But I will tell you this. I, I, I don't like being the only person here, you know, come, <laughs> come lights out and, and having to lock up. It's just such a, a grand space and it's got so much history in this building that that's it, what it well, is there. Yeah. There's so many different people that have come through these doors and, right. and some of them, you know, dating back to 1818, it was pretty common for people to actually pass in the homes that they lived in. So oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if these walls could talk, I'm sure they'd have an incredible, incredibly, uh, you know, st- incredible story to tell. Yeah, so sweet old Molly. <laughs> Poor Molly. Molly, if you ever listen to this, we're really sorry about that. Tell us who Molly is. <laughs> so Molly Molly works here, and um, she is our executive director's mother. And sweet old Molly, who's a grandmother and just, again, the sweetest lady, would never tell a lie, would never harm a fly. She volunteered 
to go in my stead and and figure out this paranormal activity once and for all. And um, she had had a uh, an exterminator mention to her one day that he had seen a man in a in a old early 1900 suit. It's a, a, a pinstripe suit. Yeah, and and uh, and so. She was very interested, and I think she was probably. I think she was happy that I was backing out. She secured her spot. <laughs> wow! And she got to experience all of the voices and everything that they recorded that night. It was pretty neat for her. Wow! And, and I and I do not regret not showing up. <laughs> I'm glad I stayed home. <laughs> we'll be right back with ghost stories after this quick message. One of our favorite sponsors of this podcast is Savannah River Brewery. I mean, obviously, they make really cool beer. But they're actually more of a family to us. And it's not just us that get that kind of treatment. It's anybody that walks through their doors at the tap room. Go check them out today. And for more information of what brews they have on tap, check it out at www.savannahriverbrew.com. So you mentioned voices they recorded. Do we know whose voices they are? Do we know what what apparitions are here? So one of them, I think it's the first one. So there's a YouTube video yep. um, that I'm sure you guys can throw a link up or something like that for it. But there's a YouTube video that the paranormal investigators uh, threw out there um, that has the voices on, captured on it. But um, five, five voices, correct? Five different voices, I believe. Yes, I think five different yeah. five different ghosts are able to be identified. Um, but one of the first, I think it's one of the first ones, is um, is a, a fellow that they can hear, and they ask him like, "What is your name?" And he says, "Ian." And I think I'm correct in, in my recollection that uh, Nicholas Ware had a nephew named Ian. And then you can hear like Molly and everybody going, "Oh, Ian! We heard Ian!" Like they got yeah. so excited when they wow. heard that. It was just—it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, Ian was uh, apparently a uh, relative or nephew of uh, Nicholas Ware, the gentleman who built the home in 1818. So you know, able to find the, the correlation between the voice recording and an actual person—you know—that can be tied to the history of the house is uh, is pretty cool. One of the other voices they were able to hear—I uh, don't know if they actually got a name from this one—but basically, at one point during the video, it just tells people to leave. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that one. Yeah. yeah. I'd have left, pretty creepy. by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's, no kidding. I'm doing what they tell me. <laughs> it's, it's unsettling to say the least. If you, it, Gould, if you had been there, he would have said, I told you. <laughs> I told you. So we told you we're not coming to come. with you. <laughs> Dang, I believe in all that kind of stuff. I mean, you can't, you can't believe like, okay, in a God and that we go to heaven and all that stuff without believing that you have a spirit and you know, and, if you believe that we have spirits, well, I mean, why can't a spirit have some kind of imprint on the on this realm, on this world we're here right now? So, you know, my wife's like, you're you're crazy. I can't believe you tell people you believe in that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I believe in ghosts, but because <laughs> because partially I believe that uh, that correlates with I believe that we all have a spirit and we all continue on after our earthly body passes. So that's that's how I that's how I deal with that part of my crazy, I guess. <laughs> that's how I make it sane for me. 
I, I remain uh, optimistically agnostic. So, but I, again, like I said, having not personally experienced any of these events, yeah. I, I might not be the best uh, uh, person to ask about it, but I believe absolutely everybody that talks about what's happened here. I mean, and you can go to the, the, uh, the, the middle Georgia paranormal investigators that, that they're the people that were here and you can just YouTube the video and just see for yourself. It, see what you yeah, think. it yeah. says, uh, it, it prompts where they're hearing it mm -hmm. in which room and which voice and they have subtitles to hear. It's, it's quite interesting, David. You should check it out. Oof. Check it out tonight. <laughs> once we leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once we leave, I'll check it out. Make sure, make sure you're not alone. The lights are on. You'll be all right. Two, two of the main specters uh, is, is a woman and, and a gentleman. And the gentleman will typically wander back and forth is through that the, the main gallery. The, pin, the pinstripe suit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he'll, he'll and, then, and what would they'll hear... Uh, you know, around here, people don't, they're not hearing voices or anything like that, but what they're hearing are footsteps a lot of mm. times when there's supposed to be nobody else in the house. Yeah. You had mentioned that Oof. some people, y'all yeah. have office space in, in the basement mm -hmm. and that you've, they've heard footsteps and actually have called the cops. Yeah. They'll call the police <laughs> and say, you know, I mean, they don't do that much anymore because it's happened so often. Right. Uh, but when they were first, you know, when everybody was kind of first working here. You guys must pay people to work here, right? Like, yes, yes. They don't get paid enough. But yeah. We do. Yeah. It is a nonprofit organization, but we are fortunate enough to have uh, to deal a with ghosts too. Yeah. Man. I mean, honestly, when you take a step back from the front porch, the house is kind of creepy because it's old. Mm -hmm. It's just it's beautiful. It's a beautiful old home. Terrifying. That's Terrifying though, but beautiful. Yes, it, it definitely looks like something like out of you know a Midnight of Garden or what's the what's the movie uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's yeah. very it's very uh, you know early eighteen hundreds in the Federalist style of architecture. So there's massive yeah. columns and and sweeping staircases, and it looks it looks very very the staircase is really cool. It is. It's it is. unique. One of the most beautiful unique features about the house. Yeah, right. the, the, the the oval spiral staircase that goes yeah. pretty much all of, uh, all four stories. It's it's incredibly unique. And, and Gould, you were talking about the, the pinstripe suit person mm -hmm. that, that people see. Is that Ian? We have no idea. We don't know for sure. Is. Okay. No, David, we, we can find out tonight. No, we, we could. We can, we can stay. <laughs> I like to imagine about what it would have been like in like the heyday of this place. Oh, and just goodness. going to like a party here. Yes. Could you imagine how, I mean, opulent it must have oh, been? Yeah. It would have been incredible. Insane. They weren't drinking Savannah River Brewery beer, though. No, <laughs> unfortunately, they're missing out. They didn't exist at that time. <laughs> There's probably bands playing in the house, though. Oh, for sure. I would, yeah, I would imagine that they, they I mean, they were definitely of the means that they would have had uh, hired entertainment. For, $40,000 house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't, no seem, it doesn't seem like much today, but I'm sure adjusted, especially for today's inflation, is yeah. quite a hefty sum. Yeah, we, we got to look up what that, what that uh, adjustment is. So there's another, there's another apparition that you guys talked to us about. Um, a wedding dress? Yeah, no, we, hit that we, one. We, uh, the, uh, I don't know if it's exactly a wedding dress, but uh, staff have been here at times where, obviously, and this correlates with the footsteps that when you're the only person in the building, the only footsteps you want to hear are your own. But when you're sit, sitting and being still and you hear footsteps in the building and you kind of want to get up and investigate, even if reluctantly, to find out what's going on. And all the doors are locked. You're the only person here. You hear footsteps when you're standing still. The, the, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up a little bit. So the, the, the tail goes 
knows that uh, on the main floor of the of Where's Folly, there is a double parlor, which is used as a an art gallery. And we'll also, you know, uh, host you know, when Oysters on Telfair comes up, they'll have you know uh, people in there and everybody's art on display that's going to be auctioned. And we'll ask you to talk about that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like around. so, so that that, that room gets multiple use throughout the entire year, whether it's yeah. you know hosting an art gallery or if we have meetings, etc. But if you're one of the only people here in the building, you'll hear footsteps and you'll come up from the bottom uh, bottom floor office. And just as, you know, you, you get a look at one of the two massive doors that enters that double parlor, all you will see is the train of a flowing dress of someone that looks like they're entering that room and rounding the corner. But yet when you get to the place where you can actually get into the room and see who's, who's just walked in this room, there's nothing there. So the, the last image of your mind is, is, you know, this long flowing dress and footsteps, and then you enter the room and it's just gone. You're a very good storyteller. Yeah, you really are. Your voice <laughs> is perfect. Me. Yes. Well, it's truly a story. I, I, I wish I'd actually experienced these things. Maybe I might just stay the night here. I don't know. So, uh, but it's, it's when you hear other people talk about it and it's not like they're just putting you on. It's not like, I mean, yeah. these are people that work here that, well, obviously they have a choice whether they want to be here or not, but it's their job to be here and they're here a lot yeah. and they're constantly talking about these things and you're like, this isn't, this is wild. It's like, you, you just, like, I'm not making this up. Actually to the point where we had a member of staff uh, who actually left the organization years ago because they heard noises when they were down with them by themselves in the basement and felt like someone was touching their face, like reaching out. It's like, imagine if I was just going to reach out across the table and just put, you know, you know, with the blade of my hand, touch your face. And after that, she was like, that's it. I'm out. I can't work here anymore. I'm sorry. It's this, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And she, just like the, the guy who did the pest control, who saw the gentleman in the pinstripe suit, neither one of them have ever been back. (laughs) <laughs> I don't blame them. This is this is crazy. I love this. The, yes. Well, and, and again, you know, who knows what we might we don't often have like audio recording equipment in here. True. <laughs> right. This is only the yeah. second time that I know of in the last like two decades we've had recording equipment in here. I gotta look up how to record a ghost before we leave. <laughs> you might not need to. They might just <laughs> They might well, be talking now. I well, don't know. While you're doing all your your, your post work, you might hear some stuff uh, in in the in the back register. David, you'll, you'll, have have to, you'll have to I'll let us crying. know. <laughs> you'll have to let us know I, if you find one of, the, one of the apparition is it apparitions apparition yeah, thank yeah, you yeah, apparition yeah. yeah one of them that I heard in the YouTube video and anybody listening right now you need to go search it right now. Uh, one of the responses was "Yup, yeah, huh." <laughs> Which is, which is interesting because yep. as far as th- that would have been slang that you wouldn't have heard right. until much later. Yeah. So, right. so it's not like we're talking about a gentleman who's wearing a pinstripe suit, you know, as exactly. could have been you know, Oh, no, no, from- no. I know the yep you're talking about. Yeah. That was Molly. It was. Yeah. When, oh, so was. they asked what, they asked what your name is or something. They were talking to the spirit and it answered back and, and Molly said, yep. Like, oh, okay, like gotcha. that was, that was clear as a bell. We gotcha. could hear what they're saying. Um, I'll tell you one unique thing though. Was uh, not that what you said, one unique, <laughs> one <laughs> unique thing. Um, one of the guys was getting set up and he was like setting up the recording stuff and he dropped something. And then you could hear a voice say, Hurry, you better catch it. Oh, yeah. That was creepy. That was cre- like it was yes. here watching him. Yes. It was nuts. David's loving this right now, guys. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, it's a big quiet. Ian, can you speak into the mic? For the listeners, stay tuned to see what happens with that. But first, let's do a quick message about our friends at the clubhouse. It's spooky to be alone and starting a business. 
When you're a member of the clubhouse, you're not alone when you're starting your business or startup or even taking it to the next level. They have programs to help you grow. They have space that you can rent that grows with you. They have a networking group of leaders that meet where they can help you deal with your problems as they arise. It's a really great community for the city of Augusta. Don't let yourself go out alone. Find yourself a community and get started at theclubhouse.se. That's the clubhouse. Put a dot before the S E. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We might have picked something up. I don't know. Now. I don't know. But I, I, let's just try it one more time. Somebody else had no, you asked. See if Ian will say something. Ian, I'm pretty skeptical that you don't exist. Where are you? Speak into my mic. It's the loudest one. Ian. Did y'all hear that? Who said that? Did did you say Ian? Hold on. Holy. Wait, did you yell Ian? No. I thought that was you. I I thought thought that was was you. No, I didn't say say that was you, Chris. I thought that was you. Oh my God. Bruh. Whoa. <laughs> Let me just check, make sure that wasn't the guys running on the floor. No. That was, that was loud. That was really loud. I heard loud. that. I thought that was in this room. I thought that was him. I thought I saw your mouth. No, move. he answered. Holy cow. <laughs> he answered back. All right, we got to wrap this <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The listeners will love that. We appreciate you, and we're going to get out of here so we don't disturb you anymore. I don't want to put the headphones back on. If I don't honest. either. <laughs> I, still, I heard that, and I looked at you because I can't because I can't quite I see your mouth you. because of the mic. And then I looked at you, but I know your voice, and it wasn't me. He answered. That was real. <laughs> Creepy. That, can we try this one more time? No, I think no, you no, said I'm, it. Not, yeah, I'm not doing it again. We're, we're, uh-huh. we're, we're going to no. wrap this up. No, okay. I'm not. I'm not doing that again. Oh, my God. No way. Yeah, yeah no way. We, we do not do that again. We'll, we'll just move right on. My, my question is, is anybody going to believe us? No. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this quick message about our neighborhood roofing company. I got to tell y'all something crazy. We all... Or those of you that have bought a home or own a home for years, you always have that looming fear of getting a new roof. Because quite frankly, it's a big project and it's not cheap. But I'm here to tell you right now that gun roofing is the way to go when you need a new roof. They did my roof in one day. And yes, most roofing companies do it in one day. But not only do they do it in one day, they completely kept it to code or updated it to code in one day. They had everything on my roof match the new color. They inspected, made sure that they didn't need to change anything or spend extra money on my roof. They were transparent and led me through the whole step every step of the way. If you want more information, you need to go to their Facebook at Gun Roofing. That's G-U-N-N Roofing. Check them out. They will not disappoint you. Great rates, transparency, and your local neighborhood roofing company. All right. I think that we need to move into what, Gertie, what y'all do here. 
So do y'all have any upcoming events? <laughs> well, it's <laughs> question asked. We do actually. So uh, one, of, one of our largest fundraisers of the year for uh, Gertrude Herbert Institute of Art is the Oysters on Telfair event in which um, we have a fantastic uh, oyster set up. We have a bar, we have live music, uh, we have gift basket raffles, and we also do an uh, art auction. And the cool thing about the art auction this year is it's going to be all online. So you don't have to wait around at the end of the evening if you're, you know, can't pick up your art and take it with you. Um, it, it is, it is a fantastic event that a lot of, uh, local Augustans really look forward to. So you guys should definitely come. Okay. Very cool. Is everybody else at this table sitting here thinking like, yes, no, one of these three guys yeah, is playing a joke I'm on me. I'm still thinking that. <laughs> I'm still thinking that. I'm blacking out, honestly. <laughs> You're the only person I know didn't because you were leaning back. Exactly. It was one of you two. No. Before we get run out of here, uh, uh, overstay our welcome because it is getting dark outside. Yes. <laughs> Oysters on Telfair is going to be November 4th uh, this year from 7 to 10 p.m. And you can get your tickets in advance at ghia.org. So just go to the website and you can read all about the events. And you can also read about the Gertrude Herbert Institute of Art that you can read much more in depth about the history of the building. If anybody's really interested in that, there is a PDF you can actually open up and it takes you step by step the history of the building all the way up until today. Um, how in the late, uh, in the mid, uh, excuse me, the mid 1930s, the building was saved uh, by um, uh, Mrs. Herbert herself and then her late daughter, um, who the building's actually named after, the Gertrude Herbert Lovely Institute of Art. Gertrude right yeah. there. Uh, portraits on there the wall. We go. Massive portrait of Gertie on the wall over there. Uh, basically, um, uh, the, the, the building's namesake's mother purchased the building and it was about to be raised and demolished and brought it back to life. And then, uh, it was the Augusta art club, which is now kind of turned into the Gertrude Herbert Institute of art. So, Very cool. Yeah. And thank you guys for the work you do to preserve it. Thank you. We do have one order of business. Uh, we have a question that we ask every guest that comes on the show. Yep. And so Chris, take it away. I first want to say something that we are all thinking we might be the first podcast to have a ghost on live live <laughs> anyways moving on it's time for the drop the disc question presented by trainer gray the drop the disc question is sponsored by trainer gray media trainer gray media is a full service marketing and advertising agency they specialize in marketing graphic design and print media buying web and mobile development app creation video production tv and radio commercials billboards, and direct mailing. Call today to see how they can make your business grow. You can find out more information at www.transfergraymedia.com. Thank you. Um, so we're Drop the Disc podcast. We're here dropping that disc, um, taking it away. And so we ask every guest on this show, uh, what does that mean to you? Or I'll pose it a different way. If someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about Augusta, Georgia, what would your response be? And I'd like for gold to start off. Yeah. So my response would be if it was somebody that like wasn't from here or whatever, I mean, I'd, I'd say, well, come to Augusta, meet the people and see what we have to offer. We do have a lot to offer in terms of history, art, golf, of course, goes without saying um, where, you know, if you live here, we're extremely conveniently located to anywhere you want to go. But we have such a nice low cost of living that you don't have to, you know, um, overextend your budget right. to have a really good quality of life. Right. And that's one thing I like about living in Augusta is, um, for me, it, it, it 
provides everything that I need at what I think is an extremely fair cost when you compare it to Atlanta, Columbia, Savannah, et cetera. So we're, I think uh, we're blessed to be where we are geographically. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's only getting better. Thank you, Noah. Uh, as a transplant to the area, uh, you know, I've lived Welcome. here since, uh, well, thank, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I grew up in Southwest Missouri in the Ozarks and, uh, you know, my tenure in Augusta started in 2009 when I moved here. Uh, one of the great things about Augusta that Gould actually mentioned was, I mean, we do have an incredibly low cost of living. Um, we have great communities. We do have great local restaurants and uh, anybody who's interested in outdoor type activity, uh, there, there's, there's trails, you, the Savannah river, the canal, uh, there's hiking, uh, you can go two to three, possibly even four hours in any different direction. And you can either be in the mountains or you can be at the ocean. Um, so there's, there's an incredible amount of things to do here. Uh, it's, it's really hard to get bored. Um, depending upon what your interests are there, there's, there really is something for everybody. And just like Gould said, it's just getting better year after year. So it's, it's a fantastic place to live. Thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you, you to Ian for your hospitality today. Yeah. Thanks um, Ian. By the way, uh, $40,000 in 1818 is about $863,000 today. Okay. So about a million dollar house. David yeah. did that all in his head just now. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> all right, y'all have a good Halloween. Thank you so much. Enjoy it guys. Right. Thanks yeah. guys. Thanks for having us. What an experience. Well, either way, stick around because Around Augusta with Chris starts now. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. This is a little segment that I like to talk about anything I want, things that are hot, things that are not, things that are coming to town, maybe even some rumors. And today I have one thing for you, kind of a little rumor that I heard today, and it's about bringing hockey back to Augusta. Now, I know you've seen a lot of things on social media, you've heard it on the news. There is a very big following to bring hockey back and there's a lot of fans that wanna see it back. There's also some people that aren't interested, but those people are the ones that are against adding an additional ice feature to the new JBA if it passes. But that's not what I'm here to really talk about. I'm here to talk about the rumor about even if the JBA does not have an ice rink or ice feature. There's a rumor that it's going to happen no matter what. There are multiple locations they're looking at building a giant arena for hockey, multi-use with AstroTurf fields for sports like lacrosse. And some of those places include Fort Gordon area or Grovetown. I'm curious to know what y'all think about that. At the end of the day, Augusta wants hockey. We want it badly, but does it need to be in the JBA? That's a question for you. Something to think about this week. If you have an opinion on this, simply go to our Facebook and tag us and tell us what you think, or simply email us at dropthedispod at gmail.com. I'm curious to know what you think. That is all I have for Around Augusta with Chris. We will be looking forward to telling you something new next week.